Welcome to Top Shelf, everybody. Hello! So I'm really an- anxious about it because Colin's behind me and I've never actually run a podcast with Colin in the room. Okay. Colin, don't judge. Yeah, don't judge leave. me. No. <laughs> I'll be quieter. Just be quieter. Okay. So welcome. So welcome. We had a little bit of a hiatus due to some uh, scheduling issues, but yes. hopefully you checked out the Oscar edition of Super Happy Fun Time. And if you didn't get on that, it was an good. amazing like three and a half hours it's between good. both episodes. It's good. But fun. we're back now, Yay. and uh, hopefully we'll be keeping on, keeping on with the rolling Keep up the trucking. list. We are at number ninety six on the list, which is Do the Right Thing from nineteen eighty nine. A Spike Lee joint. A Spike Lee joint. If you will. And just so we know what we're going to talk about, we're doing it a little out of order this time. We're going to do my brief plot synopsis. Then we're going to move into the awards. And Jeff actually doesn't have a lot of technology to talk about this time. Sadly. So it's it's not a very technologically savvy movie. doesn't need to be. Um, So he's going to talk about the cinematography a little bit. Then I'm going to go into trivia, which there is not a lot of. Um... Just as a heads up, if you haven't seen it, we're going to get a little spoilery in mm-hmm. our trivia and then the cultural impact discussion because we kind of have to. So if you haven't seen it, either stop right here, go watch it and come back, or you've been warned and just act surprised when you watch it later. In all fairness, the movie is 30, 30 year, years, 20, over 25 years 25. old. So No, it's not. 89. 24 years 24 old. years old. Okay, I was off by a year. My sister is born in 89. <laughs> She's going to be 24 in June. And then we'll do uh, uh, where we think it is, or where it is on the list, and our personal thoughts on it. Actually, it will kind of be kind of a lengthy discussion. Which I will just say this right now, continuing with you talking about if you haven't seen this movie, that you should go watch it. I would agree that you, you should, really go, should watch go watch this, this movie. movie. I'm going to preface this by saying that we were initially not excited about watching this because as two fairly middle-class white people from Wisconsin, it's not exactly something we're overly familiar with. Yep. Agree. But I was pleasantly surprised and I really liked this movie. It was an amazing movie. Okay. So before we get too far afield on our our talking about it, um, just brief plot point. It is um, on the hottest day of the year on a street in a... In the Bedford Street. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. We'll just say in a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Everyone's hate and bigotry smolders and builds until it explodes into violence. That's basically all you can really say about it because mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's a, it's a dense plot. There's a lot going on. Lots of vignettes with different groups of people and characters and whatnot. And it took place in one day, right? Yes, Is that what you did. gathered yep. from it? Okay. Yep. Because Samuel L. Jackson's character in this film... Uh, kind of in the very beginning is talking about like he's starting his 12 hour long radio show so it essentially takes place in that 12 hours yep. more or less and then kind of into the next day yep. so that's just like an epilogue at the end there oh we should talk about before we get too far into it um, all the people that are in this movie that have gone on to do things that we all know it's an amazing cast so the gentleman that plays Sal uh, was in Leon the Professional once Upon a Time in America, he's in The Godfather Part 2. He's, yeah, that's that's the stuff he's known for. Very, um, very... Oh, he was in Lucky Number Slevin. Italian guy. Very, yeah. very Danny, Brooklyn Italian guy. Aiello? 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 A-I-E-L-L-O. It's Italian. It's Italian. Go figure. <laughs> but a very good performance, nonetheless. I know him, I know him from The Godfather. Two Days in the Valley... 
Yeah, Leon the Professional. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Had a very lengthy, lengthy career. Harlem Nights. He was in Harlem Nights and Do the Right Thing. He's in, he was born in, what, the 30s? So he's up there in yeah, age, too. Yeah, 1933. Of course, yeah, he was around Godfather Part Two, so that was been an older film. Yeah. I'm oh, trying Man to on find Fire. I know that one, too. Radio Days. I know that. So now we're just picking out the films that we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Once but, Upon a Time in America. Yeah, I mean... There's probably probably the three main ones would be The Godfather, Leon, and I got Godfather Part Two, Leon the Professional, and uh, and Once Upon a Time in America because those are three very Sorry, very well. I'm trying well, to find out who he was in The Godfather Part Two. Those are three very well known movies that a lot of people know. Obviously, Godfather Part Two, yeah, but uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, and he plays he plays Sal, which is the owner of a pizza place. Uh, that's the Apparently focus of the show. Apparently, he's Tony Rosado in. Oh, okay. In Godfather Part See, I know him from The Godfather it's Part my Two. Dad's I just don't favorite, know him. My dad's favorite Godfather. The part. Um, Ossie Davis, who sadly passed away in 2005. Um, that's another Dr. one. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Love that. Um, a movie called Gladiator from 92, not The Gladiator. He was in Dinosaur, the very underrated Disney movie. I know him, as I said before, I know him personally from Grumpy Old Men. He is the owner of the bait shop that Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon's characters go to see. Um, he's also in the 1997 version of 12 Angry Men. Yes. I only know this because I he's just watched it. He's juror number two in 12 <laughs> <Yes>. Angry Men. <laughs> only because I literally just watched this like um, a couple days ago. Ruby D, who was on Guiding Light and she was in Jungle Fever. And, oh, an American gangster. An American Denzel. gangster. Yeah. Denzel. Denzel Washington. Um, Don't know why I did that with a southern accent. Not intentional. Richard Edson, who was in Platoon and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's where I know him from. <laughs> He's one of the um the valets in Ferris Bueller's Day, or the parking garage oh, people who steal the car. Okay. That's why he looked familiar to me. We've had a couple of these moments so yeah. far for the, for the cast that have like, been in these oh. movies. It's like, oh, that's that guy now. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Who was in the Usual Suspects and what was he? What's he on right now, Colin? Revolution. Yeah. Revolution and, and Community. community. <laughs> he's uh, Pierce's half brother yeah. in Community, <laughs> and Bad. and he's on Breaking Bad. So he's in a so, lot of very high profile. Yeah. Um, Spike Lee is in it, obviously. <laughs> and we in case those who, who didn't is. know, Spike Lee did Malcolm X yeah. and a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Uh, a lot of very good movies. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. At all. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop with this next two so we don't get too far afield. Um, Bill Nunn, who, who plays Radio Rahim in the movie, and he's in all the Spider-Man movies. It's just correct. And something I have else. A weird appreciation with Sister Act. I can't help. Oh, it. Oh yeah, and Sister Act. I can't help it. And okay. Canadian Bacon with John oh, yes. Candy, no and then John Turturro. Nobody messes with the Jesus. Yes. Big Lebowski I censored for those of that. People oh, who and Transformers and Secret Apparently. Window and oh, his his filmography just goes on for a long time. Right. Lots of very different movies over the years. Yeah. Okay, but so that's that's all I got for that. Sorry, we went a little little strange. Very well rounded cast of yes, great actors. Yes, very much so. Uh, awards. 
and oh. uh, your cinematography. All right. Well, the awards for this film, because it, it kind of spans a lot of the other ones. There's, it had over 20 major film nominations over the years, or actually over the couple years around the film coming out. It did come out in 89. Did you mention that? Yes, I did. Okay. I couldn't. I always remember. say the year when we do the opening. Um, <laughs> shows you how much I pay attention uh-huh. to your opening. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm over here. Anyways, uh, it did get nominated for two Academy Awards, one for Best Actor in a Supporting Role and one for Best Writing. It Who did, was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role? Uh, it was, um, you know what, and I actually wish I had jotted that down. It was, oh, it was the guy who plays Sal. Oh, okay. The Danny Aiello. You're Italian. You're supposed to be able to uh, say it. Yeah, but there's there's no, like, consonants in that name. It's yeah, all it's vowels. Great. It's A-I-E. L-L-O. Uh, L-L-O. <laughs> okay, the consonants are the L's, but there's nothing hard. Uh, it did not win any of the Academy Awards, but it was good. That It was cool that it at least that was nominated sucks. for him, especially for writing, because I, I definitely That's I a definitely good agree. movie. Yeah. It did get uh, four Golden Globe nominations for Best Director, Best Motion Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Screenplay. Uh, the best supporting actor went to, uh, or it, it didn't win, but it was it was Danny Ayo again that was nominated for both. So he actually got nominated for a Golden Globe and for an Oscar for the same uh, category. Did not win any of those either, but it was uh, entered into the National Film Registry in 1999, which, uh, as we were discussing previously, kind of starting to notice a pattern for mm-hmm. a lot of these films that are every one of these movies so far on the list. Except have for been, Ben-Hur. Except for Ben-Hur have been entered into the National Film Registry. So it's kind of just a little odd that but i guess i could see it because these movies are obviously the best films of all time so mm-hmm. you'd want movies like that to be entered into the film registry true. that is all i have for the awards as we said it's kind of short uh the technology it's a spike lee movie that takes place in brooklyn it's nothing fancy there's no special no giant special no. effects or anything like that this scene at the end obviously required some planning but nothing fancy out of it there was no new technology for the film it was very just kind of standard the one thing i did want to briefly talk about was the cinematography for the movie was very well done was very interesting too uh he chose to use the camera moved a lot, actually, in the movie. There was a lot of handheldness to it, so it kind of had this documentary vibe. A lot of first-person perspective. And a lot of first-person. There was one scene where uh, Radio is describing the, uh, what do you want to call those? Those are the uh, knuckle, uh, brass knuckles that he's got on his They're not his brass hands. knuckles. He's just wearing, like, like rings, rings that go across his That say, hand. like, love and hate. And he's describing this brief story, and he's talking to Spike Lee. It starts off as a profile of the two, and when Radio starts talking, the camera physically moves in the place of where Spike Lee's character was, and he then Radio talks the entire time to the camera. So it's just kind of this interesting switch where it went from being a pr- normal standard profile of the of the two people into a first person point of view and then once he's done telling the story it moved back out again so it was very interesting camera mm-hmm. work very well done and it worked for the story it was never anything it was like hey look we have a crane let's just mess with it like it actually functioned to tell the story better so that's all i kind of had for technology it's barely technology but it yeah. it fits kind of well into it so that's all i got so moving back to Lindsay. Okay, I'm gonna move into trivia, which is relatively brief. Yeah. Forgot to mention Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, we did mention that Samuel L. Jackson's this movie, but Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. And if you don't know who he is, welcome to today. Yeah, right. <laughs> you much. have been. Where have you been for the last 25 years? Pretty much. 
Okay, uh, Rosie Perez is also in this movie, oh, and according to her, uh, we're getting a little, not spoilery, it's just, it's it happens. I, I'll, I'll heads up on the spoilers. Um, according to Rosie Perez, her face is not shown during her nude scene because she felt exploited and was crying. She later decided she didn't mind and appeared nude again in other movies. For the record, the nude scene, it's like a shot of her boobs, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So, and you I mean, don't, and like we were just saying, it could not have even, it might not have even been her. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not Ben Hur. Right. Could have not <laughs> been Hur. Uh-huh. Uh. <sighs> um, Spike Lee originally wanted Robert De Niro for the role of Sal. Oh, I can But see De Niro that. turned it down, saying that it was too similar to many of the parts he had played in the past, which was true at that point in time. And in the end, the part went to the actor who, who ended up playing it. Another angry Italian character? What are you hmm. talking about? That's not stereotypical at all. Or... The character of Smiley, who is present throughout the film, was not originally in the script. Roger Guinevere Smith approached Spike Lee requesting a role and his scenes were added in during shooting. So essentially written while the movie was being shot. His character was... Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot to say about his character. It was not bad, not bad. I actually felt bad for his character and I will leave it at that because... No, but he gets he gets the best part of yes, the whole movie. Yes, so. and that is that is definitely definitely true. He gets the best part, the closing scene. He gets the best part. Yeah. Um. The key there is a key scene in the film where Danny Aiello, and that's just how I'm going to say it for the rest of the podcast, that and works. John Turturro are talking alone, approximately halfway through the film. It is partly improvised. The scripted scene ended as the character Smiley approached the window, and everything after that is ad libbed until the scene ends. This film was inspired by an actual incident in New York where some black youths were chased out of a pizzeria by some white youths in a section of New York known as Howard Beach. Sorry, I giggled at the word used. (laughs) Used. I've never heard that be used. (laughs) Uh, Spike Lee's first choice for the role of Pino was Matt Dillon. Why would you say? Nothing. Never mind. Okay. I'm in my own little world over here. Sorry. Keep okay, fair enough. All the scenes of the corner men uh, were improvised, so you were right when you were talking okay, about that. Okay, I thought that. they they It felt like it was. It felt real. Um, in 2007, which is the list we're working from, AFI ranks this as number 96 of the greatest movies of all time, and it was the first time it was included on this list. Oh, it's not bad. So it's, it premiered at 96. It's not bad. Okay, expletives, clear your children from the room. Yeah. The word fuck is used approximately 240 times in this film at a rate of two a minute, which to me, having Goodfellas as one of my favorite movies, that's like nothing. nothing. Scarface, that's nothing. Yeah, jeez. Um, there's a scene in which Mookie and his sister Jade are talking, and behind them there's a wall with graffiti on it, and it says, Tawana told the truth, which is in reference to the Tawana Brawley alleged rape and abduction case of 1987. So it was topical for the time. The building of Sal's Pizzeria was non-existent before they started shooting. It was constructed on an empty lot by the production company and then torn down after the shooting wrapped. So it does not exist. And I was very impressed with how well-aged they made that building look, Mm -hmm. considering it was built for the production. I mean, they had to spend most of their money on (laughs) on making that set, because that set was very realistic. Um. Excuse me. It was Martin Lawrence feature film debut. Yeah, he's also in it. Yep. <laughs> um, 
The scene in which Sal and Buggin' Out are arguing about there being no African-Americans on the wall of the restaurant, only American Italians, is somewhat ironic as Buggin' Out was played by Giancarlo Esposito, who is (laughs) Italian-American. He's black, but he's also also Italian-American. The title of the movie comes from a Malcolm X quotation that goes, you've got to do the right thing. So, there's that. Um, uh, Spike Lee wrote the script in two weeks. I could see that because it, it's oh, a two hour long it's movie. A two he hour wrote movie. it in two weeks. It's actually very impressive considering how in, how well done it is. Um, and the last uh, piece of trivia that I'm going to share. Oh, no, I've got two more. I lied. Um, according to President Barack Obama at a fundraiser in New York, he and First Lady Michelle Obama saw the movie on their first date in 1989, although they were originally planning on going to see Driving Miss Daisy. Huh. Kind of opposite ends of the yes, spectrum. Yes, it is. Oddly enough. Yes, it is. It's also interesting because Driving Miss Daisy won the Oscar the, that year. Oh, okay. So. It's and kind then, of a weird, not a weird first day movie, but it's kind of an interesting choice for your first date. I've been on some Miss... strange first day movies in my life. <laughs> um, Colin, what did you take her to? What? <laughs> the first movie we ever saw together was what? Was it? It was, um. No. It was Quantum of Solace. For your birthday. Yeah, but we weren't dating. No, I know. It was, but Jeff we saw that movie together. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway. And continue. And continuing. Um, so this is spoilers. I'll cut it out. Sure. Spoilers. 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 Okay. Um, spoilers. In the original scripted ending, Sal and Mookie reconcile. Sal, although upset, tells Mookie he understands that Mookie had to do the right thing. And then Spike Lee decided to change the ending during filming. I I thought the ending still felt like they reconciled. I I think that the big like disagreement, like you know, somewhat verbal sparring, okay. probably didn't happen in the original gotcha. ending. Is how I'm like he probably just walked up and they yeah. were already cool. Like they didn't have to have the argument. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Yep. I can see what that was, and I I'm glad he changed it. Yep. Okay, so some cultural impact for do the right thing. There's uh, quite a bit, to be honest. Um, or not a lot, but it's, it's pretty significant stuff. Um, obviously there is some, there was some controversy when this movie was released. Um, the film was released due to protests from many reviewers, and it was openly stated in several newspapers that the film could incite black audiences to riot. This was also in 1989, and I mean, we're still not all that great when it comes to not being bigots and racists and stuff as a country, but I mean gotten a little bit better, I yeah, think. Yeah, we've gotten a little better. Um, obviously, no such riots occurred, and Spike Lee criticized white reviewers for implying that black audiences were incapable of restraining themselves while watching a fictional motion picture. Spike Lee, for those who are not aware with him, he's been in the news recently. He and uh, Quentin Tarantino got into it when Django Unchained came out, because Spike oh, yeah. Lee was not a fan of the movie. He's uh, pretty militant in his views. There's nothing wrong with that. Stick to your convictions, but yeah, he gets a little, little, he's very passionate about things, so he sometimes gets a little riled. Um, One of the many questions at the end of the film, okay, and here we're getting into the spoilery territory for sure, is whether Mookie does the right thing when he throws the garbage can through the window, inciting the riot that destroys Sal's pizzeria. 
Critics have seen Mookie's action both as an action that saves Sal's life by redirecting the crowd's anger away from Sal and instead to his property, and as an irresponsible encouragement to enact violence. The question is directly raised by the contradictory quotation that the quotations that end the film, one advocating nonviolence from Martin Luther King and one advocating violence and self-defense in response to oppression from Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee has remarked that he himself has only ever been asked by white viewers whether Mookie did the right thing. Black viewers do not ask the question. This is where I see, where I get the whole, he's kind of militant. Yeah. Little bit. Uh, Lee believes the key point is that Mookie was angry at the death of a person in the film. I don't want to spoil it for you. And that viewers who question the rise justification are implicitly valuing white property over the life of a black man. Yeah. Now, oh, and in June 2006, Entertainment Weekly placed Do the Right Thing at number 22 on its list of the 25 most controversial movies ever. And it's, I'm assuming it's just because of the ending, right? Or for, for what it yeah. what happens, like that's the reason why it's controversial. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see anything, I don't see anything controversial about this film, personally. Yeah. Like Except I, for, but we're also 20 some years removed from well, it. Well, and I suppose, and that's the thing, I mean, it's... We also talked about the fact, we were talking about it before we started recording, that the whole Rodney King thing didn't happen for another three years years after this. Yeah, it was in 92. So, I mean, we were relatively young, and some of us were not even really technically conscious what was going on in the late 80s, early 90s. So, I mean, I can't really speak with any sort of expertise on the subject, but... And again, we, can, we didn't live in that world. Yeah, exactly. We weren't there. We weren't surrounded by that, based upon. And where there's we a grew lot up. of uh, political allusions in the movie. Obviously, there's several allusions to contemporary race-related violent acts. And again, this was before Rodney King. So, yeah. Um, there's there's a uh, a lot of um, allusions to alleged murders at the hands of policemen and other like race riots that happened. In fact, they, uh, they chant, um, Howard Beach actually during the movie, which is a reference to the incident that this movie is based on. Okay. So yeah, that's about all I have for that. Um, I actually, where are we in our, Outline. I feel silly now because I lost it. Um, come on, come on, Jeff. Do you have any any? Thought? We're at ranking and personal thoughts. Okay. So. That number ninety six. I for the first time, I think I'm not sure. I may have said it before. I think this needs to be higher on the list. I'm considering now that I know because I didn't realize this was it entered at ninety six. Now that I know that it entered at ninety six, I have a feeling that when they re rank it, it'll be a hell of a lot higher. I hope so. And I it, will agree it with it. To be. I will agree with it. And again, like you said, when we went in this movie, not really expecting, I wasn't expecting anything out of it because I had I had heard of it, but I had never seen it. I didn't even know what it was right. about. But and I mean, we even commented on the end of the last episode that we we didn't quite know about this movie much of anything and it'd be kind of interesting but I would agree I would prior to seeing the movie I would have probably because because I, I had an idea that what it was about I would have said you know where it's at is fine because I know what's coming up but no after seeing it it does I agree it needs to be higher now how much higher would you go with it do you have any idea I would put it at least in the 80s if not the 70s okay 
It needs and to be a agree. lot higher on the list. I don't think it needs to be in the last 10 films of the, of the, no. of the list at all. For what it is Especially and what it Especially with some of the for. ones that are up higher. Yeah. <laughs> Which, now this will get a little tougher because we're starting to get into... You were slowly starting to reach that mm-hmm. point where there's more movies that are more well-known by the more mass public, I'm I suppose. I'm going to Sorry to interrupt you, but no. I'm going to start introducing another thing for our ratings. It is number 96 on the list for AFI. It has a 7.8 out of 10 for IMDb and a 91 Metascore out of 100. Out of 100. So, so it's obviously, it's overall, it's very well... Um, what do I want to say? Not well liked. Well, I guess culture, well liked. It was very well received. Well received. That's that would have been the correct terminology for it. So I mean, it, it's it's obviously it's 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 deserving of of the ranking system that it has and where it's located. And and I will agree, knocking it up higher, ninety or not nineties, not yeah, not have it be in the nineties. Knock it up to like the lower eighties or like the mid seventies yeah. for for. And I really hope that when this list gets re released. Will, um, there'll be some changes. There'll be some changes, and this movie will go up higher. If it gets knocked off the list, there's it a problem. It won't get knocked off the I list. I hope it doesn't. This is way too good I think it's it's it. too... It, it still speaks culturally a lot to what happens in the world. So, and there's I mean, really nothing that... The only, thing, <laughs> the only thing that sets it in a time frame would be, I guess, just the... The fashion and the... The fashion, the music, and the, music. And the boombox. But, I mean... <laughs> And radio's boombox. Yeah. Because <laughs> that sucker box. was huge. <laughs> like the size of my car. But um <clears throat> I would I would agree that it it, it does need to be higher. And yeah, yeah, especially because like, okay, here's the thing. West Side Story is number 51. How about we flip-flop those two? I could, yeah, I could throw more I could, culturally relevant. I could to throw some extent. Um, I could throw that movie up that high. Yeah. I would I would be completely okay with it being in the top Or Titanic. 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> flip with Titanic. At least yeah. flip with Titanic. Yeah. But. So, yeah. I'm I looking. Mean, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I did, a too. A lot. A lot, a lot. I would, I would actually watch this movie again. I would, too. I would, I would I, own this movie in my collection. I say that like it's a bad thing. I don't no, like using the word actually. It's interesting to me because I would have thought, referencing our last episode where we did Blade Runner, Yeah, Blade Runner did not capture my imagination as much as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not overly engaged with that movie. And, I mean, granted, with the podcast, we were a little punchy because we did it so late. But, yeah. I mean, this movie, I paid attention to this movie the whole time. Yeah. And I have issues paying attention to movies sometimes. And in reality, this time. movie is literally just people talking. Yeah. It's just people it's very talking much to set each up other. like a it's very reminiscent of a play, like yes. a stage play. Yes. With the way that it's structured and like the the this different scenes that happen and the way that it's it's just yeah, the way that it's put together, it does. It feels very much like this could easily be a stage play. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing could be a, a stage play somewhere. But it's and and that's not that's not saying that it's a bad thing. I mean, the movie Ew. still comes across very very well done and yeah, I would I would watch it again. I would definitely watch it again. It's it's a very very good. Movie. I'm glad this movie I turned out. I highly recommend. I'm glad we. I'm glad this movie turned out as good as it as yeah, it me was. Because I was kind of I was a little nervous about going into it there for. Yeah, I was hesitant about <clears> it, <throat> but it was but, really really good. I liked it a lot. So success. Yay! Another good movie that neither one of us had seen. Well, yeah, we're getting to a lot of yeah. a lot of this list we haven't seen. It's part of the reason we're doing this. exactly. So yeah, this is actually one of our shorter episodes. It was. But we're only sitting at a little under a half hour. You all need to go see this movie. Or I, go, need to check this movie out. 
I mean, we could it's, have lengthy conversations, but I really don't want to spoil it. Well, yeah, I don't want to ruin it any more than I already have. If 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 there was some way to negate the use of language and probably the nudity, like if they could, Spike Lee would probably hate this suggestion. Yeah. Just from what I've read about interviews with him, it would be really good to show to like high school civics and like social studies classes college level they could probably get away with it yeah. but high school they'd have to get permission the nudity like could easily be taken care of That's because true. it's it's just that one shot and it's just one shot the rest of that scene could even stay yeah but the language it would be so hard to get around yeah. the language because that's that's why i think it would it, it would be beneficial to show younger people i think but i could see them doing do that have them have them get permission to watch the film it's mm-hmm. a good it, it or af- even have it as a college like yeah in a college course i th- i think it should be yeah. this isn't this wasn't in an intro to film you took was it Kyle? no but it it should be yeah it really um, should i really feel yeah it was yeah, a, it, it, was, it, it needs to be in a film class like that yeah. I, I don't i don't know if i should Imply my opinion. <laughs> no, you can say your opinion if you, if you want, want okay. to. Yeah, you can. You're allowed. I'll it's fine. Just keep come it short because the, the microphone quality will, is yeah, terrible. Come closer I will to come the closer okay. to the microphone. Um, definitely, I feel this film was... Uh, I enjoyed this film. Had you um, seen it? Colin was the I had one not who, seen it. Colin was the one who told us we should watch all of it. I yes. told we gonna, both of them yes. to kind of go in it open-minded. Just, just watch it. Just... Just, just see to see how it goes. I, ver- I definitely enjoyed the film. I definitely can see this being kind of a, um, a film studies. Yeah. Just for a basic film studies, mostly because of the the topic of race and segregation and um. Well, I mean, I guess you and, could say segregation, but also as, as what Jeff pointed out is the cinematography as mm-hmm. well. Um, just how things were shot and cropped and the the amount of color as well yes. is really what I enjoyed. And nothing fancy, nothing nothing over the top, nothing you know, there's no, like we said, there's no special effects in this no. movie. No it's special effects. people talking and it's, it was brilliantly it's done. It's literally, a, this movie's literally a conversation starter. It is. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's, it's a social dialogue and that's the, what one, two, I think three, four, was five. trying exactly. to be kind of achieved. Of the five movies we've done so far, this is the one that has had an effect on me. Yeah. That, like... Currently, it has yeah. an effect on you? I mean, Toy Story no, probably I had mean, an effect on us when we were younger, but... No, I mean, of, of what... Like, the ones that I had not seen. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen Yankee Doodle Danny. I hadn't seen Blaine Rudder. It's a, this is the first one that I'm like that I feel strongly about, that it needs to be higher I, on the list, I and it needs finished, to yes. be we, more culturally... Wow. <laughs> we finished this film and I literally said, I need to rethink my life. Yes. And, and rethink walked my out life. the room. And I, uh, yeah, you had to go to the bathroom. I agree, well, though. <laughs> well, that it, point was just liter- shot down. <laughs> no, but he did say that. It's li- it literally makes you think yes. about everything as far and how as... how you relate how to you, people who are different from you. Yeah. Just not just that, how, how you treat other people. Other yeah, people. Yeah. I think and it's that's not even really a race thing. What the, I yeah. don't even no. see it. Be, it's literally how you treat any Others, other person yeah. you come across. I want to go hug everyone. I feel bad. I would if I liked hugging people, but I don't. Like I said, and it's the notion of doing the right thing. Oh. oh. Thank you, Spike Lee. 
This episode goes out to radio. Radio Rahim. Radio Rahim. Okay. So that's that's gonna wrap up. Sorry, our conversation for this for this episode. Radio Rahim. Just go. Just go see. Go just watch go it. get this movie and watch My it. God, just go do watch it. it. It's everywhere. I can't. I can't like recommend this movie highly enough to I'm, everyone. Maybe I'm, not everyone. Maybe not like you know your grandparents. Yeah, but unless you've got really like culturally with it, grandparents. grandparents. (laughs) At least anybody in our generation, and I know the like the a few uh, you know handful of years older because I know my sister has seen this movie and she enjoyed it as far as I was aware. (laughs) So I mean, like any but any like our generation can could should should and has to watch this movie. Um, so just to point out, the Blade Runner was new to the list in 2007. Mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing was new to the list in 2007. And our next film, The Last Picture Show from 1971, is new to the list in 2007. Interesting. So, so that's what we're going to do shortly. Um, we may be bumping these two more frequently so we can move quicker through the list. Yes. Not making any promises. No, but, but it takes up a lot of time to have to watch the movie and then record a podcast. Yeah, especially when the movies are longer. Yeah, and they're getting two-hour length. I think Toy Story's been the shortest one so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, because at least Yankee Doodle Danny was at least two hours. Yeah. But, we have to watch Titanic, or can we just assume we know that one? No, we can probably just assume we okay. know that Okay, so maybe we'd be able to bump out a couple episodes. I was just making <laughs> sure that Cleopatra's not on this list, because oh. I found Cleopatra on Netflix. Oh. It's four hours long. It's like I know. four and a half hours long. I started fast-forwarding through it. I'm we like, thought Ben Hur was bad, Cleopatra's on the list. We're all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I like Elizabeth Taylor. She was hot back then, but I can't watch, watch any ben. of it. Uh. Became a joke for a while. Nice. I'm pretty sure I'm an hour into the movie, nice. and that's fast forwarding a bit all right so what is next on the I list i just said oh you did the last picture show <laughs> 1971 is next on the list it's a black and white film i don't listen to you <laughs> apparently. apparently we don't listen to each other on no. our own podcast no nice. i'll listen yes. to this later love it and then i'll listen to either one of you <laughs> shut up colin <laughs> this isn't your podcast this isn't your show you get out of here yeah. we will do ours you later you get out of here <laughs> Out of here. So okay. What's, so what's next on the list? The last, <laughs> the last picture show, which is going to be our last podcast because I'm going to kill Jeff. Well, that'll be ironic. The last picture show, the last podcast. Uh, and that's from 71. Okay, yes. so a little newer. Or no, older movie again, I suppose. Yeah. Well, well this will be exciting. That's but I can't, I can't judge it's it. It's median for what we've done so far. We have not done anything that's been older than 1995. Correction. 40, a uh, newer, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. I oh, get okay. confused. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> okay. We've well, jibber-jabbered on enough now, so... Watch this movie. Well, please watch this movie. Please. It's excellent. Your life will be different because of it in the best way. Uh, for Top Shelf, I'm Lindsay. I'm Jeff. It's all uphill from here. Oh, sorry. And Colin. Hi, Colin. Hi. And Colin. <laughs> sorry, Colin. Colin says bye. All right. Enjoy your movie. And it's, no, you can't. That's that's nerd. You can't nerd us. You can't nerd us. Enjoy your movie. You can't nerd us. I say enjoy your movie, not burrito. Bye. Now we're going to get uphill. sued. Yeah, Chris Hardwick's going to sue us. Chris Hardwick, please don't sue us. If we anything, mention you. us in a tweet. Yes, that'd be lovely. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. Do, it's all uphill from here. Shut it down. It's all up here. Shut it down. It's all uphill. It's all uphill from here. It's all up here from hell. Now shut it down. All right. Shut it down. Goodbye, children. Shut it down. It's gone. Shut it down. Peace out, radio. Shut it down. I'm shutting it. Down. Shut it down.
For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.